Alrighty, everyone. We're back. Another day, another week. You definitely had a bonus episode yesterday, but we're working out the kinks of this new segment. We're going to get a quick turnaround, so this one is actually being recorded on April 11th, and what do we got today? Looks like Russia's still square in our sights. Oh, yeah, you know it. You know it in this wacky world, huh? Okay, so just dive right in. Um, you know, we've got Russia has defaulted on its foreign debt, says S&P. This is a CNN article. Is that dated? When is that dated? Yeah, I mean, it's been released today. It's pretty fresh news. I think that's why it says, according to S&P. Yeah. So. It, it wanted to pay. Russia tried to pay in rubles, but pretty much the owners of the debt said, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, well, so, and this is, Moscow prepares to go to court. They're going to go to court for this. Wow. So they have an active war going on. We're actually going to use the international court systems. I find this to be interesting, to say the least. Um, I look, for all of our listeners, you know, and to somewhat this is an opinion, but I don't think Russia really cares about our rules. If they did, they wouldn't have started to do this. Clearly. Now, I think everybody gets all worked in the media about, oh, they're going to... They did this and they did that and they're gonna have to pay and they're this and they're you know what? First of all, they budgeted for that. And second of all, I don't think I don't think they really care that you say they defaulted. I think the only thing they actually care about would be trying to show to the rest of the world that I don't think they could care less about NATO and the United States. The rest of the world being, you know, everybody outside of that. Um Hey, look, we'll honor our debts best as we can, but that means that we have to have the tools to do it. Right now, their currency is being, you know, their whole system is being sanctioned in a manner in that the way they're getting paid doesn't allow them access those those payments to go turn around and make their debt payment. It'd be like you getting, you know, your income from your job, Right. It shows up in your bank account, and and your money's sitting in your bank account to pay your mortgage, mm-hmm. but the bank has a freeze on your account, and now it's been a couple of months, and you you know you can't be making your mortgage payment. You, the money's sitting there, but you can't. It has to sit there. You can't do anything with it. So what does Russia do? Is they say, well, we're going to sell to unfriendly nations in in rubles or in gold. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, you can't do that. Well, their ruble goes up and ends up as strong as before the invasion. And now they're saying, you know, they're going to peg their ruble to gold. Well, if they peg it to gold, then technically all you got to do is exchange in gold. And you exchange in rubles, yeah? Mm-hmm. And so um, we have a very interesting situation going on here. Um I find this to be really when it comes down to the nuts and bolts of it, and a lot of people talk about this a lot, is the air energy still flowing? And the answer is yes. On an article today from, um, oh, mind you, the, the, the article for Russia pegs the dollar or, or the ruble to gold, bullionexchanges.com. That article was also from today, yes, mm-hmm. April 11th. April 8th, because this is, I'm not going to say it's new news, but it, it's shaking up the, the markets. The because, yeah. Well, okay. they also fixed it to a price of $52 a gram, which is $10 less than, you know, the $62 a gram 
that we see with the U.S. dollar versus the ruble. So it's it's created a little bit of a yeah. They're trying to cre- trying to create some upside momentum into the ruble is what it sounds like to me. Exactly. It, it it gives the reason for people to use this currency. I mean, it's only so long until Russia so, starts delivering, right? Yeah. If the ruble's strong enough and people have debt. Yeah. Well, the other thing here we have to always ask is Russia's biggest aspect of their economy is their energy, right? Their energy is still flowing. In fact, we have an article today here from oilprice.com, April 11th, or April 9th, sorry. It was from, must have been from a weekend article. Russian oil continues to flow to China and India. So here, basically, you know, going through this article, there's a lot of numbers, there's a lot of stuff in here, you know. I would direct any of our audience to go and look for this oil price article. It was on April 9th by Alex Kamani. But what it comes down to, basically, is that uh, that India and China are getting a 25 to $30 barrel discount. And they're buying the discount, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, you'd be stupid not to. I mean, yeah, well, I mean, if you need to import a bunch of oil and you're getting it 30% off. That's a deal. That's a steal. That's a deal, right? And what, the and EU's so, just going to say that's that's bad, you shouldn't do that, apparently? I, yeah, what are they going to do? I don't understand what they're going to do. Nothing. They can't do nothing. The only thing they can do is they can say, let's stop importing Russian stuff as a block. And they won't do it because they can't. It, they can't do it. They can't afford no, to. No. So so right now, essentially, we have an active situation on the globe where the Western-aligned powers are paying a lot more for their energy than the Eastern-aligned people. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that China and India have an economic advantage in the energy acquisition and consumption space right now. Mm-hmm. This isn't really being trumpeted all over NBC News. But if you you ask me, we're on the losing end of this stick right now, and we keep trying to threaten this and threaten that, and nobody's doing anything of any actual import to say, no, we're really going to stop taking your stuff. You know, It's just right now, if you measured success in currency strength and costs of energy, Russians ruble is where it was before this started. So they've technically lost no ground there. I mean, mm-hmm. these are daily things they can change, but their currency's back to where it was and they still are trading energy and they're selling it to their friendly partners that aren't condemning them for their actions in Ukraine, basically on sale i don't see how i mean i i uh all i can hope is that we remember that this the whole crux of this thing the whole what supports it what drives it it being the geopolitical conflicts Mm -hmm. the war right now that seems to started that some people are still you know, wondering if we won't look back and say this was the beginning of some sort of World War III. Like, the whole crux of this is energy. It's the basis of the whole thing. It's the basis of Russia's strength, right? Mm-hmm. 
is the basis of their ability to still have trading partners of magnitude like China. If you don't cut off the energy supplies, you don't cut off the strength. Nothing gets changed. I mean, you're yeah. right. Like, like we say, disclaimer, war is bad. We don't want to see it, but it serves as a great, uh, I'm going to say distractor for them to do what they're doing with the ruble and energy and cement new alliances and trade structures. This is, uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot going on behind the scenes that isn't reaching the headlines. No, it's not. You know, I mean, it's out there. It's no, you know, no made up situation. I mean, this stuff is happening, but uh, there isn't a bunch of, uh, I don't think, I don't think that the mainstream media really wants to point out to the average American consumer that they're paying. Well, I mean, look, if uh, China is paying, say, $65 a barrel and we're paying 95 compared, I mean, we're paying 50% more. Mm -hmm. The common for, man would be upset. Yeah, yeah, I mean, go, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a big difference, right? Oh, no, uh, we're winning. Well, what are we winning? What are we winning? I don't know what we're winning. I think what we're doing is we are creating more of a fractioning situation. And we're allowing that to, to grow because I guess the Western world just does not have the situation nor the raw cojones to just say, no, we're cutting off the gas imports. No, we're cutting off the oil shipments. Mm -hmm. You know, no, we're going to target Russian tankers in international waters and we're going to seize them if we find their transmitters were switched off and they're violating sanctions. You're right. We'll just have to see what happens next week because we have run out of time. We hope you're enjoying these segments. Be sure to frack that follow button because we'll be putting a new one of these out every Wednesday trying to get a two-day turnaround. So the news will be fresh, the information will be good, and you can always find more on www.rarepetro.com. So thanks for tuning in here in our takes on the wacky world of energy. And until we see you next time, take care, everybody. 